0: Hi and welcome to the Bent Biblios podcast. I'm Tegan
1: and I'm Ashley and we're your hosts. Welcome to our first episode of our Bent Biblios podcast. Tegan why don't you talk a little bit about why we picked the name Bent Biblios.
0: Well for me I'm a sucker for good alliteration so that was (laughs) my main reason. I liked how it sounded. And I think one of those just little tongue-in-cheek references to we're basically talking about bent books, right? So an open book is a loved book, as far as I'm concerned. I know you, you like to keep your books pristine.
1: Yes, <laughs> I do. Yes. Yeah. Um, folding Pages is a capital offense. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. What,
1: what spoke to you about it? I love the name because we both love books, and we are both a little bent, a little weird.
0: That too. Weird. I, thought, <laughs> I definitely am fond of the term quirky. So a little bend, a little quirky. Yeah.
1: yeah, I love it. I love that. And your dad actually came up with the name for us.
0: Yes, he did. Shout out to my dad.
1: <laughs> so let's talk about what our podcast is going to be about and what people can kind of expect. For me, it's sharing our love and passion for books and reading um, and discussing the themes and issues that are so often brought up in books that are relevant today and in the past. I also want to, you know, have fun and create a community of like-minded book lovers and, uh, you know, get to know people in the community. And also during these crazy times, um, obviously author signings and events are not in the picture for us at this moment. So it's kind of a way to bring the authors to us and and to people that are listening so that we can still have a little bit of that magic.
0: Same for me. I've always liked the sense of community that books give. So I think I know I love listening to other people talk about what they love to read. I like being nosy with authors. So this is a perk for sure. I want (laughs) to know what they're reading. I don't know about you, but if someone posts a picture of, themselves and there's a bookshelf behind it I'm always looking at the books behind them so (laughs) I think that kind of sums up what a a book podcast is about it's a it's a little bit nosy but it's
1: fun yes I the first Uh, thing I do if I go into somewhere that has a bookshelf I make a beeline right for that shelf you can tell a lot about people by what is on their shelves
0: you can you can um Mm. and uh sometimes you don't read them all sometimes you just like to be around them
1: It's true. It's true.
0: Um, So, how did you actually come to love reading? (laughs) Uh,
1: My dad always read. Uh, My parents had this old school waterbed, and the headboard was like this partial bookcase. It was really weird, but it was always filled with books, and I always saw him reading. And he would read me books. And from the time I could read myself, um, he would take me to the bookstore. earliest book shopping experience I remember is a scholastic book fair at school. Do you remember those? Those big metal cases that would open up and all that magic inside when bookmarks were still a dollar. And my mom would always send me with money to go and get a couple of books. And uh, I would go after, like, after school, I'd come home and my dad would come home from work and he'd be like, oh, did you get any books from the book sale? I'm like, no, mom forgot to give me money. So he'd take me back to the sale because the sale was on for a couple hours after work and buy me more. So I always doubled it. it took them a couple of years to catch I on know. to the fact that I was doing that.
0: You no, know, I can't. I can't fault you for that. That's <laughs> clever.
1: But uh, I remember the first books I bought on my own and really loved were uh, Into the Land of the Unicorns by Bruce Coville as well as Island of the Blue Dolphins by Scott O'Dell. I loved both of those. And I actually just recently reread them and they they hold up. Like, of course, there's, you know, differences because they're written a while ago, but I love those books. And I remember my first time going into chapters. I don't remember exactly how old I was because I don't remember when the chapters was built. Do you remember?
0: I remember it suddenly being there. I remember it because there was the Toys or Us And then Mm -hmm. there was so obviously toys, brain focus there. And then books. We more did like the used bookstores that were before chapters.
1: Yeah, I remember my first trip into chapters and it used to have the big overstuffed chairs and the dimmer lighting and, uh, you know, the music from the Starbucks or the cafe and all Mm -hmm. the books. And I was hooked.
0: Yeah, it was similar for me and that books... We're always around because my dad is he's a, almost a book per day type guy, if he can. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's read so many books, he doesn't even remember all the books. So he's one of those people that will have multiple copies of a book because he forgot he already owns it. <laughs> <laughs> he just reads a lot. So it for me, it started with um, storytelling. So it didn't really matter if it was a book or a movie, it was more the world building. So my brother and I would spend hours playing and making up stories. We spent, uh, gosh, not a decade, but like from when I was around six until I I think we were 12. Like it it was getting to the age where it was probably not good to do anymore, (laughs) but we created an entire world around one character named Genius and all these different places. And so it started with movies like Wuthering Heights and Wizard of Oz and Star Wars and Indiana Jones. And, Mm. and then, and then it kind of just books became a part of that exploration. And that's when I remember spending hours reading, it started with like Little Women, I read all of those books, right? Because a lot of people just think of first one but then there's joe's boys and all those other ones in that series and then in it blighton always made me want to drink ginger beer the reality was not the same (laughs) (laughs) but it was just a bunch of cousins that would you know find treasure on islands and castles and different things and it was just amazing and i think while i'm not a published author i always was liking stories and making things more fun with stories like even when i was dusting at home my weekend chores i was cinderella or if my mm. mom made food i hated i was an orphan and i was <laughs> starving and <laughs> so so it started that way and then it just became a part of my life where i just wanted to be around books and i um i just like stories no matter if they're in books or movies.
1: Yeah. I actually didn't know there were multiple books in The Little Women. Yeah.
0: That's, that's new. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: now, do you have all of them still on your shelf?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're oh. at the top with a bunch of um, my I'm... older ones. You can borrow
1: some. Oh, I, I might. I have The First Little Women. I have yet to read it. I will admit that I have never read that book. So I, I do need to read it. It's... I love Nancy Drew and The Hardy Boys and The Goosebumps books, they got me hooked on horror from like a young age. Sweet Valley High. Do you remember reading those at all?
0: I actually didn't read a lot of them. I read um, Girl Talk. <laughs> I, I used to those. have the board game. Yeah, I, I didn't have the board game. I had the books <laughs> and I loved them. I liked the cool skater uh, character. Of course, I can't remember her name, but...
1: She was always going around on her and She was from New York and she was super cool. Well, that kind of leads into how we met because books are the reason we even met in the first place. We wouldn't even know each other without them.
0: It's true. It's true. Books bring people together. You find your people, right? See, I'm going to be honest. I don't even remember meeting you. It's just like books. You were suddenly a part of my life.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, well, we both worked at the bookstore together. I, I, chapters, yeah. a local Canadian book retailer, and yeah, I met you, and you were so quiet and so nice, and and then I got to know you. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> no, really, um, you're awesome, and we became fast friends. It is one of those things where, like, I kind of don't really remember when you weren't around.
0: I don't remember like the what we first talked about or what day or time. I just, you know, I we know we, I know we met. Yeah. I know or we custom. met. <laughs> I know we met at chapters and we worked together and there's certain things that of course we think of those shifts that were horrible. And we have all those, <laughs> the bonding memories you have over crazy um experiences in retail but
1: nothing will bond you faster than Christmas in retail it's true it's true (laughs)
0: you need to get get through that for sure so what would you say
1: your reading tastes are I think that we're I think we're pretty different like we have similarities in our reading tastes but I do think we're fairly different um I love horror and thriller I love classic horror I like a memoir that's well done, but it has to be one that I'm really interested in. I love middle grade. I love middle grade. They have such good stories. Um, And I do enjoy romance, but I do not know anywhere near as much as you do about the romance genre. You're the romance queen for sure. But yeah, I would say I mostly gravitate towards um, like dystopian or horror.
0: And yeah, see like, That was what was great about working at Chapters is I would read some of the things I normally wouldn't read. And I would say Mm -hmm. I have a fairly eclectic reading taste, but I do agree with you that we do have different tastes. And and that's one of the reasons why I was excited to do this is because it would push me out of what I normally read, which is romance. I do sometimes read biographies, but there has to be something about them that draws me to it like i i liked uh some about um the elephant whisperer was mm-hmm. really good and, but that was more of a nature bio true crime i do like some classic literature but it's very, <laughs> it's very <laughs> somewhat niche sometimes i find they don't keep me reading at times historical fiction and some fantasy but again it's pretty it
1: depends <laughs> I do love a good historical fiction, but I have to be in the mood for it. I'm not talking about historical romance, but just straight fiction. I I love a good World War II story, but uh, yeah, I have to be I have to be in the mood for that. Yeah, I'll find, but the classics I'm no good at. <laughs> yeah,
0: like I'm just I'm just a mood reader. Like I would say if it it sounds like the mood I'm in, I'll read it. Yes, but I guess my mood doesn't awfully often lead me into like. Horror or
1: thriller. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, I say I don't like classics, but Frankenstein is one of my favorite. You know, this Frankenstein is one of my favorite books of all time. Dracula, too. So I just don't do the, you know, I haven't read Jane Austen. Am I a horrible reader? I've never read Jane Austen.
0: Well, that kind of leads into um, my (laughs) next question. Um, (laughs) So we were going to talk about our uh, favorite books. And one of my favorite books, actually, is "Persuasion" by Jane Austen. <laughs> so I, I don't think you're the worst reader, but I might gift you a copy of persuasion and just leave it outside your your home with a note on it that says "Hint, Hint."
1: I have a copy on my shelf. I own it. I own it. I own Pride and Prejudice. Like I own beautiful editions, and I've just you know I've never reached for them. <sighs> <laughs> I can feel the disappointment.
0: <laughs> it's it's just a shame, really, because um, persuasion is a redemption story, really. So you got like a twenty seven year old woman who's unmarried, no prospects. So basically, she's the equivalent of like Toy Story. The toy when they're ready to go to a yard sale, like she's ready to go to a yard <sighs> sale. Like she's almost has no more social meaning anymore. It's it's a redemption story. So she's finally seen and it's a it's a love story, right? And who doesn't love a good love story? So um for me it's that second chance. So you re- you regret some decision you've made and it's that chance she gets to basically turn her life around
1: is that your only like is that your main favorite book
0: and the other one I picked this was the hardest question by the way No, it was uh, I was kind of mad at you about that one. <laughs> <laughs> um I I put the book thief only because it was one of those books where I couldn't put it down for multiple reasons I needed to know what was going to happen but the writing, I would stop and grab a piece of paper and I'd have to write down some of the passages because they were so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I, I just remember laying next to Chris. He was asleep and I was just laying there crying. And and books don't typically, even sad ones don't make me cry, but this one did. And so I would say um, Book Thief by Marcus Zusak is one of my favorite ones, That you can't really go wrong with it. Uh, what about you? What did you manage to pick?
1: This is going to come as no surprise to you as being my first favorite book pick. It's The Book of M by Peng Shepard. I love this book so much. I read it a couple of years ago and I still think about it quite often. Uh, it's a, set in a dystopian future and it tells the incredible story of a group of ordinary people uh, caught in very difficult and dangerous situations. It's about how far people will go to protect their loved ones and what they were, are willing to sacrifice for them. And it also asks the question, who are we without our memories? The writing is beautiful. You fall in love with all of the characters. That ending. Oh, yeah. I mean, they will haunt you for a very long time. It's just, it's phenomenal. It is honestly one of my favorite, favorite books I've read. My other book is an older one actually, and it is Interview with the Vampire. Anne Rice. I feel like you can't really go wrong with Anne Rice. I love Gothic horror. core. Her writing is beautiful and it really brings her characters to life. I love Louis with his regret and his reverence for life. Lestat with his loneliness and anger and Claudia, little Claudia with her vicious uh, streak. And the juxtaposition of her loving and hating what she is. And it's really interesting too, the influence for Claudia, the child vampire in the book. Anne Rice wrote this book very shortly after her own daughter uh, passed away quite young. And Claudia is actually based on on, on her daughter. Wow. Um, I didn't so, know that. Yeah. I didn't
0: know that. I, I have read that one and I did really like it, but I didn't know that. That's
1: interesting. It's very Bad. different for the film. Bad, so though. It yeah. is, Yeah there's a lot of really interesting things that go into her stories and Anne Rice herself is such a fascinating person. Like there's been, you know, a lot, a lot that goes into her books. And then she kind of went um, into the more religious writing. Um, and I did actually read those novels. They were well-written about too. Mm-hmm. She's also done an erotica trilogy about Sleeping Beauty. Right. And that was, I think, Anne Roclair is the name that she writes those yeah. under. But Thank she's you. just got such a broad... Uh, Writing
0: style. What's cool about that is, um, the the romance series. Chris actually read those. So my husband Chris is not a big reader, and he's read a lot of Anne Rice. So she grabs different audiences. I think is what's cool about her. And so here's a guy who would never read a romance book, but he read a romance series. So
1: go. The claiming Rice. of seeking Beauty is that yeah. The, the yeah. Yep. We have it on our bookshelf. (laughs) I don't know if I still have my copies actually, but yeah, no, I love her. And in going with both stories and one thing that I love about books in general is I really like a good story about people. Like I love stories about why people do the things they do and stories that make me think, what would I do? Because sometimes it's so easy to say, well, if I were in this situation, I would do this. But when you're reading some of these books and you know, you're reading about maybe a decision you don't think that you would make. It really does make you stop and think and and put yourself in other people's shoes and kind of wonder, well, would I do that too? No, I I love that. I love books that do that. So those are my, those are my two favorite, favorite books. I mean, it was impossible to narrow it down to two. There are so many more. I also was like, why, why did I try to narrow this down to two? But,
0: It's funny that we both picked two, though. I had, I had, I was starting to think of other ones and I was like, no, 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 no. You would just keep going. So I I kept it at two somehow. You
1: should do some episodes, actually future episodes. We should do some on like our favorite books at different stages of life.
0: Oh, yeah. That would be easier. Right? I think books are like music. You can kind of identify You know, songs that you remember, like grade school, it was a lot of Spice Girls and No Doubt and Alanis Morissette. And then you got your books on the flip side that you identify with certain times in your life for sure.
1: And when you read one, it's crazy that it can just take you right back to the first time you read it. Like, it's kind of incredible to experience that.
0: And I think that's partly why books are comforting too, because it's kind of like... Going Mm -hmm. back into an old memory, you're like, oh. They
1: they become like old friends.
0: Mm -hmm. Truly. So why did you decide to ask me to start a podcast? (laughs) I'm just curious. So you asked me and I'm so glad you did because I've always wanted to talk with other people about books So I'm just kind of wondering how long you were thinking about it and and what kind of got you to that point where you went, yeah, let's let's try this.
1: You know, I've been thinking about it for quite quite a while. And I asked you because you're one of my favorite people. And honestly, your love of books and your passion for good writing and sharing stories with other people really kind of makes you perfect for something like this. I mean, when we worked at the bookstore, Uh one of our favorite things, and I do remember this and we'd get so excited was matching the right book with a person who didn't even know that book existed five minutes before.
0: The best feeling.
1: Yeah. So sharing our love of reading and sharing um, our experiences with books. And, you know, that's kind of why I wanted to do this. And, you know, it's just something fun that we can do together. I mean, we live in Ontario. We are in another provincial lockdown. We can't go to bookstores. We don't know know. when book events are going to come back, but that doesn't mean that we can't still kind of, you know, share our love of books with other people in a broader sense, other than just us spending hours on Marco talking (laughs) about them. (laughs)
0: We're, we're, yeah, it's that book community, which I know yes. I was, we were saying earlier. It's just yeah. so nice. And it's nice to share a good book with someone else. Like, mm-hmm. there's nothing better than that feeling when someone goes, Oh, that book you told me to read mm-hmm. it was awesome. Or, you know, going, What was it? Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss. So it started where I was just starting at chapters. And I was talking to some young guy and I said, he was looking at fantasy and he was trying to find a new fantasy book. And I was honest. I said, you know, I haven't read a lot of fantasy. And so he ended up recommending that book to me and I read it, loved it, kept telling people it's like, if Harry Potter met Lord of the Rings and it was just like my dream come true. And uh, other people I shared it with started reading it. They made it their staff pick and so on and so forth. I mean, I think they probably are a little annoyed with me now because he still hasn't released the third book in the series <laughs> years later. But it was cool that um, it just was like a chain of book love, just spreading love.
1: Well, yeah, the book community is so incredible. The people who love to read, they're so eager to talk about books and to share books. And it really does bring people together. And I think it also lets us, when we do take recommendations from other people, and like you said, kind of get out of our wheelhouse and read other things we may not, it kind of lets us see things from a different perspective too, which I think all of us can benefit from like oh, always yeah. right like it, it just I think this is going to be really fun I think we, yeah. we I know we like we do have a lot of exciting things booked and planned coming up we do we um, really do I mean we we kind of hit the ground running yes there we was did, no yeah. there was no walking into this <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I I think that's what's so much fun about it is when you start reaching out to people they they reach back so I think we shouldn't really be surprised in the book world that so many people are, are willing to join us on our our journey into the podcast
1: world. Yes. All right. So I guess that's, that's pretty much it about us. That's our little kind of get to know us. What are you currently reading right now?
0: I am reading What She Knew by Gilly McMillan. Um, so it's it's one of the books that I normally wouldn't read but because of your recommendation I'm reading more of a thriller and I'm glad I am it's it's very interesting so far it's kind of a, a mother's worst nightmare I'm not going to give anything away because it's at the beginning of the book but a son's disappearance oh so that's <laughs> the worst nightmare um so i i was forcing myself to go to bed last night instead of because i wanted to keep reading it but yeah. i know I, it won't go make to bed
1: you night. lose sleep it will <laughs> yeah it is
0: <laughs> i'm That's sorry good. and what are you reading
1: I'm currently reading Tunnel of Bones by V.E. Schwab. It's the second book in the Cassidy Blake series. It's about a girl who can see ghosts. Actually, her best friend, Jacob, is a ghost. And her parents have this reality docuseries and they're like paranormal ghost hunters. But they have no idea that she can see ghosts or that they're actually real. And they travel to all these different super haunted places in the world in each book. And this book takes place in Paris and in the catacombs. And it's really interesting. I love this series. Um, It is middle grade, but it's a lot of
0: fun. Yeah, it's one of the ones I have on my to be read list for sure, because I like that sort of mixture. And and I I don't read a lot of young reader, but I do like that author and I do want to try that one out.
1: All right. Well, that's it for today, I think.
0: I think so. So, join us on our next episode where we talk about Peter S. Spiegel's The Last Unicorn and compare it to the 1982 film adaptation. It's going to be a lot of fun.
1: Bye for now. Bye. Bye.